Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 270, Fast and Furious 6, lap 12. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode's brought to you by Ranaway Diesel and Auto. Ranaway Diesel and Auto is a family-owned business, and their ownership and ASEC certified technicians bring over 30 years of experience together diagnosing and repairing light-duty diesel and gas vehicles Shout out to Ranaway Diesel. Ranaway Diesel Performance and Auto, is that in Duval, Washington? It is, yes, that's true. Well, shout out to them and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever with us tonight to continue the Fast and Furious journey, the first complete journey for her in her illustrious life. We have Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Welcome to the show, Montez. Hello, thank you. Gonna waste no time. The people want it. Montez Minute. Give us one, two, four, and five. Hit us with those sweet, sweet plot summaries. Please go. You know, before I start no, this Montez no, no, Minute. No, no, Montez. no, Montez. Meant, I meant to write it down because I was like, this is going to happen. It's right from the jump, and I didn't do it, so here we go. <laughs> okay. First movie. All right. First movie is about a whirlwind love triangle between Brian, Dom, and Mia. Actually, it's more like a square because you got to include Letty. Um, but not Vince. Interesting. Vince can't read, so he can't be in on this. It'd okay. be more like a, a house. So he can't read. He doesn't. He also doesn't do shapes. Yeah, he doesn't do shapes either. So okay. he didn't like sandwiches. Uh, all right. So that's the first one. Okay. Everybody, mm. everybody's, heart, everybody's heart was broken by the end. So description of the first movie, nothing about cars. <laughs> okay, cool. Got it. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, okay. One. You said three. Wait. Two. Three. Two. Two. Uh, two is about um, snacks and terrible, terrible um, bad guys. Okay. All right. Uh, three. Four. Nope, four. We didn't do three yet. Four. Okay. Four is about uh, Dom getting his superpowers. I'm running out of minute here. Um, it, the Montez minute is metaphorical. It's not really it's, actually it, a minute. I. Uh, yeah, I'm missing the cars here. Okay, the first one, they're boosting DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> the second one, they're I don't I don't actually remember what they're doing. Are they stealing cars? They're stealing cigars. Okay, and then the fourth one is the Italian job. Nope. Shit. <laughs> That's the fifth one. Yep. Jesus Christ! I need to write this down. Do you remember anything about the fourth one? What is the fourth one? The fourth one's the one I don't like. Yeah, tell us one thing about the fourth movie. Fuck. We just talked about it. Like six weeks ago. Jesus Christ. I... I... Uh... uh, One of the characters from four comes back in this movie. Two of the characters from four come back in this movie. Oh, um... What's his name? Bilkins? No. God damn it. And he's not in this movie either. Shit. (laughs) I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Four is where Letty dies. Shit, yes. And then she comes back. Brian's a yeah. fed. Well, she doesn't come back in four. No. Um, but <laughs> Brian is a fed. <laughs> and there's Stasiak who comes back in this. And there's Braga who comes back in this. So, Montez, what this means is you got to watch all these movies again. I think we should just restart now. 
All right. Let's take a break. Let's start. We'll go back. We'll watch the first one. We're going to restart we'll, the lap. Yeah, mm -hmm. we just. You're going to do this until you get it right. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's not lap 13. It's lap 12, part two. Oh. Two God. lap, two 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Montez, what is Fast Five about? Uh. Wait. That's what we just watched, right? No. No. We just no? watched six. We oh watched God. five three weeks I ago. I literally have my notes. As five, and that is not what I watched today. <laughs> Montez, Montez, Montez. Listen, I'm a little flustered, okay? I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> These technical difficulties, I'm all off my game. I, I Joe, how would you describe Fast Five to Montez? The Italian job, too. She said it earlier. She just yeah, picked yeah. the wrong one. I, I know, picked the but wrong she also movie. just didn't come up with that again when I asked her point blank. So. I know, which all is right, the best okay, part about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Italian job. Uh, they're pulling safes through the streets of there you Brazil. Go. Okay. We finally made it to Brazil. Congratulations. And the family. Thank you. So here we are for Fast and Furious 6. Uh, <laughs> the fifth movie we're covering this lap, but apparently only the second one that Montez has watched. <laughs> True. Unclear. Um, but welcome to the show, Ms. Montez. Yeah, thanks. I'm not even drinking right now, so this is sad. I have a question to kick this off of something that I was thinking about watching this movie. If Dom had a pet, what kind of pet would it be? Ooh, well, we know that Tony Toretto's aunt has a parrot or something, right? So that might be... Yeah, she had birds. Yeah, she had... I, I thought bird, and I think you, I think you're right in the sense that I, I... There's a lot of options that went through my head that were like, this sounds right, and this doesn't sound right. Like, like but bird was on there, and I think you're right. It's probably because of spy racers. Um, If Dom had an animal, though, I, like... He's definitely not a cat guy. I can see. But I think there was cats in like Los Bandoleros or something, right? Yeah, but like those it, are just like Dominican cats. I know. Yeah. So, so, so I was like, ah, no, definitely not cats. But then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, in Los Bandoleros, there's cats. Like, I could see him having like an outside cat, like yeah, a garage I think, cat. I think he'd be good with dogs, but I think a dog is too much work for a guy who's constantly on the move. Like, he couldn't. It wouldn't be fair to a dog. If you be a beta a fish. Beta fish. A fish. I I could see like you know like some like exotic. Fi he could he could definitely do a what was like a weebay in the wire right where he has like all these exotic fish in aquariums type situation. I could see that. I was just thinking, what do we just talk about animals on? But it's the Patreon episode coming out this weekend with Montez, um, where we talked about frog children and turtle children. So like, I don't think he's those <laughs> oh, <yeah>. either. <laughs> No, he's definitely not. He's definitely not like a like a turtle kid. But I could definitely see. Okay, two of my options. These are my two best options that I came up with. Actually, I want to hear Montez's answer first. Montez, can you tell me your answer first? A fish. Just what a if, fish. What if he was a horse girl? Ooh. <laughs> I, Is he I a brony? Oh, with all oh, with like. <laughs> oh God, that actually does track because he's like so into nerd things that I could see him being like, yes, I do love My Little Pony. Okay, my my two ultimate answers were I can see him having like a really big snake. That feels like a Dom okay, thing to have. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh yeah, feed it mice and like, this is my big snake. And you're like, okay, <laughs> cool, whatever. 
<laughs> like you know you just like go over to his house and he just had like this giant aquarium in the side and it's just a giant snake you're like okay and it seems like something letty would be into too and then my other option was like tarantula so you see him as like a, a cold-blooded uh, reptile insect what's the what's the classification for a tarantula just like arachnid yeah yeah like as buzz in home alone uh, no, no, like, I think that it's, I think that it definitely has the, the wee bay wire energy, though. Like, he's like, these are my babies, you know? And, like, and, like, takes care of them really, really well. And, like, has people come over to feed them while he's not there and stuff. Like, like he, I could see him, like, running into Mia, he, like, here in England and being like, how's the tarantulas doing? And you're, mm. like, uh, you're like, I don't know. Brian's definitely a dog guy, though, right? Brian's yeah, kind of a dog. Like, yeah, like specifically like Golden Retriever, mm-hmm. right? I think that that feels right. So. Yeah, he's got like an active dog that like is good at fetching and good at like hunting and chasing and just like he's he's got like a like a, a dog that looks good in pictures kind of dog, right? Like he's like the, the photogenic. He's golden blondie. Yeah, yeah, the dog is golden blonde. Like I don't even see like German Shepherd, like police dog, even though that would kind of fit. I, I think more like, you know, No, that's Channing and dog. Oh, you haven't seen dog yet. Yeah, like I think like a lab or like okay, fair, golden fair retriever, enough. something like that. Yeah, that's a good question though. I like that. Yeah, was that sorry, inspired that... by, was that because of this movie or, or is that just, what'd you, what, what made you think of that? I was just watching this movie, and that's what I thought of. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, like, from the beginning, I was just thinking that, and yeah, it had nothing to do with anything else, but that was it. Cool. Will Montez, Fast and Furious 6, now you have seen this movie before, right? You said the only ones you have not seen are 8 and Hobbs, or Hobbs and 9. Which ones have you not seen? 8 and 9. 8 and 9, you've seen Hobbs. Okay, so you've seen this one. Yeah, that's right. So what's your what's your take on this one? What do you think of this? Did you like it more or less than past viewings? Hit us with your initial thoughts on Fast and Furious 6. Okay. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Go ahead. I loved it. Good. Really? Okay. It was so, it was so much honestly, fun. Honestly, I have no idea how to gauge your interest on any yeah. of these movies, any of these episodes. Honestly, it's, it just depends on like the day, my It's like mood. you have a dartboard. You're just throwing a dart. You're like, ooh, I love this one. Okay, cool. That is... Uh, that explains me perfectly. Okay, uh, cool. <laughs> vibes, all vibes. Uh, so I love the big. Okay, so I'm gonna go through. Let me go through my notes here. Okay, now go okay. As we, as go we all know, it's go not slow. a lot of notes. I know. I I guessed. Okay, the opening reminded me of like a previously on the 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 opening. I was like, oh, this is like a Montez minute, except there are no words. And are you it's talking just... about the, the 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 opening montage, the credits? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's like it felt like very um, soap opera y. Like, where is everybody? And like, what are they doing now? And where have they been? Let's catch up. And then, uh, so that was great. Did you I, like you you like that? Okay, good. I did because I'm like, okay, we have entered. We have entered. This is this is what we're going with here. Like we're just we're just gonna embrace it. We're embracing the the soap operaness. I loved when we got the band back together. Loved that scene at the very beginning. Yeah, it was very exciting. I was like, okay, we're getting the band back together. Would you fly on the It's Roman Bitches air? Fuck no. Okay. Okay. Even if it was free food, wouldn't do it. Free, you got coupons to the buffet. Montez. I mean, he obviously has Montez. coupons to the buffet. The man's hungry. That's true. Very true. Uh, I did love when he acknowledged that things were getting a little too 0070. Okay. And, and, you know, airplanes and shit. So 
I did appreciate the fact that the movie was very meta in the sense that it acknowledged that it is going off the rails. Well, wait sure. till you see nine. Yep. Oh, I can't wait. It really likes like I, I do. I do think that you're right. This this re- really might be the first one that takes a turn where it like is it becomes tongue in cheek. Yeah, right, five Joey? is the five is the best one, but six is like we're gonna we're gonna it's, gonna it's still gonna be great, but it's gonna be not realistic in the slightest. And like it la- it knows that it can laugh at itself. Yeah, yeah. Montez, have you explained why didn't you see eight or nine? Like you'd seen seven movies by the time eight comes out, you went to see Hobbs and Shaw. Like what kept you, also like a, a, a an avid movie watcher, from continuing or completing a franchise that you already like knees deep in? All right, here here's the thing. No knees, Denise. I wasn't knee. I wasn't knee deep. You have no Michael. Knees. Are you, you no knees, knees, Denise? Is that what you're saying? I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not. I can't confirm or deny. Interesting. Wow. Okay. <sighs> Michael made me watch these movies. Okay. Okay. So I had seen through five on my own, oh. and then he, and then he and I rewatched five. Then we watch six and seven, which he okay. has told me we're not ever going to watch seven together again. Because he cries. Can't see a grown man cry. Gotcha. Okay. You heard it here okay. first, people. Rachel, Rachel's actually gone one step further when she hears, like, see you again in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. She gets it's, weepy. It's not fair. You can't play that in the wild. It's not fair. It's not fair. That is that is the uh, the good old boy song here in the South. For any time, See you again? Anyone who drives a truck dies. Really? I like, hate that. You like, mean, to the point where, like, I can't stand that song. Wait, so you you mean, like, like for vocation truck drivers? Or just, like, anybody no. that might have had a truck that died? Any old redneck boy dies and he drives a truck. That's the song that they play. It feels like the that's me- a wild choice. Like I know it's like yeah. it's, it's honoring a yeah. fall, a guy who was like known for cars and died in a car, but like yeah. it feels like it would be any kind of like Brooks and Dunn song or like any kind of yeah, country yeah, song yeah, yeah. and it's, not It is bizarre. Wild. It's so And, and do they do they play it like in a funeral procession or like where where were you hearing They'll play this? it like at a like at the funeral. Like the song, the song choice oh, where everyone's just like sitting there and it's like, let's play this song. It's so bizarre. I mean, I know that it is about Somebody losing died. someone and seeing someone again. Yeah, but just yeah. man, it, like, it but, feels like, like people, of, like the good old boys would hate black people. You would think that. <laughs> you would think that. I get I wasn't ready for that ending there. <laughs> Sentence took a turn that I, I, I should have seen coming, but I just, I just missed the sign for that one. Wow. Okay. That's so. At, at a funeral parlay, we get a little "See You Again." I hope that that Joey plays "See You Again" at my funeral. I think that would be appropriate. Um, not so much like I always say. The last thing I ever want is like as soon as I die somebody again Joey just saying this out loud because mm-hmm. you'll probably you know mildly be in charge of something just get my pa- Facebook shut down please don't let people like tag me in RIP posts or something like that like that's the most annoying so thing step one turn your page into memorial page immediate but yeah Check. but like also turn turn tags off like you can't you can't tag me you can't comment on my wall 
Uh, you like I've already told Rachel and my sister this, so like just adding you to the we'll list. We'll just face swap you onto Brian from the end of seven, and then we'll put you <laughs> on, and that's just that's like letting people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, and then just like, but like you can leave the page up, but just make sure nobody can tag me or comment in anything about me there's been like new reports or i think like updates that like instagram is going to or thinking about adding like a, a profile song like myspace used to have and like if oh, instagram God. does it like i think like facebook could be next and so like we'll just do see you again we'll photo we'll face swap you onto brian we'll <laughs> that's see amazing you again. and they're like oh i guess he died yeah <laughs> yeah don't tell anyone <sighs> but just do that that will be really good i like that if you gave me the the like see you again playing in the background excellent Okay, good. Glad we worked out my will today. Appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Hey, Montez, I have a question for you that I, I think I need to um, explain. I already explained partly, but I think that, like, the fact that you don't remember earlier movies sort of <laughs> makes this a difficult question. <laughs> okay, in, in my defense, I'm all, I was, we had some technical difficulties over here. I was, you know, I'm all, I was a little off my game. Yeah. I'll remember next time. Okay. I doubt it, but we'll, but we'll try. But the question I'm asking is specifically about this movie, so next time does not help us. <laughs> what do you think of the interconnectedness of these movies, that Braga comes back, that Stasia comes back, that they are no longer just like returning characters to the world we know, but they are saying this old villain actually ties into a newer villain. These movies are directly connected Ooh. in a way that don't actually, like that we didn't address until a later movie. Like what do you think of mythos building and world building in that way the same way that you know like mcu movies do and that many franchises do but this is sort of new in this movie to the fast and furious what do you think of that and how it handles that and do you have any idea what i'm talking about it is like i've been walking around with my shoes untied and i finally got to tie them okay what does that mean though <laughs> <laughs> great metaphor please explain yeah, no, I like I like the metaphor, but I don't know how. Like, and I I get the context, but like, I, how does that fit here? The cir the circle, it, it's closing the loop, you know, loop like loops on a shoelace. You wear Velcro shoes? Are you a Velcro shoe person? I was as a kid. Yeah, I I definitely like the Velcro shoes. I didn't like tying shoes. I still don't. No, I don't I, tie shoes. I slip sh I slip sneakers on and off. Slip on. I, like I take them out of the box with them tied, and they just stay tied like that until I get a new pair. Essentially. All right. Let Let me try a different metaphor. It's like a snake eating its tail. It's a uh, circle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's as good a metaphor though. <laughs> I like the shoe one better. I think you should stuck stick with the shoe one. All right. Sorry to but, everyone. But you do that like it. You, you like them connecting things. I, I do. I love that. I love that's I mean, I love conspiracy theories. So like I love. Things oh, do that, you? I love dots that connect. Um, so what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Go. Oh, Montez has been on hard to believe every time there's a conspiracy episode because yeah. John knows that she'll just listen to him talk about whatever. So, yep. no, but like what's your what's your favorite? Give me give me one of your favorite conspiracy theories, please. I have my own personal conspiracy theory. Hit me with it. This is what I want to hear. Okay, Go ahead. Okay. So um, I think that so the Roanoke colony. Yes. When everyone thinks they just like disappeared. Yes. I feel like the time frame kind of fits where they literally could have just migrated north and they became the Salem witches. But didn't tell anyone because they were kind of like in witness protection or something. You told the story. You told this idea on Hard to Believe, didn't you? I did. I was like, I've heard this insanity before. Yeah. 
Why wouldn't it be the, like, it would make more sense the other way around. Like, the witches disappeared to become Roanoke, not Roanoke disappears and then goes to get murdered for being witches. You know, I don't make the rules. Okay. No, but That's this fine. is your conspiracy theory. You do make the rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also true. You know what? It's just like, shoot. They're like, untied, and then they're tied. That's, like that's Montez, what happens. Montez writes a book, and Joe's like, cool, can you explain the ending? She's like, hey, man, I'm not a writer. It's like, okay, <laughs> you are. <laughs> you just wrote the book. Did I? I don't know if I, I blacked out. Montez, what's your, mo- what's your most Dom moment? <laughs> Quadrant four. <laughs> the beginning of this podcast. That's the what? most Dom moment. Okay. My most Dom moment is not admitting that I have flaws. Interesting. What's the most dumb moment in this movie, though? Yeah, that's what... (laughs) (laughs) Your personal personal dumb moment. I'm glad we had that. That was... Uh, um, I put that my most dumb moment was when Hobbs and Tej ask for the guy's shirt and pants. They want a less functional shirt for him for Hobbs to wear. Because Dom would want a less functional shirt, or could because Dom would clown somebody publicly. For I feel like he would. Him. I feel like he would publicly clown somebody. Montez, before Joe and I do our most Dom moment, do you remember who gets the fuck in this movie? Did you write that down? I missed it. Oh, I missed who got it. Joe, do you I was I was so mad. No, because I, I start blending them all together. I, I would guess The Rock, but I think he gets four. One in, he gets like the one in four. He's not in four. Who are you? I'm Montes? sorry, five. In five. Yeah, sorry, five. <laughs> sorry, five. Last one. She, dude, she she threw me all. Like my brain is trying to piece together what's <laughs> happening. So sorry. Now I'm in in the swar- in the upside down too. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I don't remember who gets the fuck in this one. Roman does. He goes, when they're talking about your voice just went from Shaggy to Scooby-Doo, he says, see, man, when a woman starts shooting at you, that's a clear sign to back the fuck off. We gotta get the hell out of Dodge. Uh, Yes, yes. It's interesting that Roman gets one. Feels kind of wasted, because he's like the the comedy guy. Well, in the Fablemans, so that's a PG-13 movie, but they get, there's two of them in there. And I think you can, ap- you can appeal for special. Like, The Martian has two, and I think even, like, maybe two and a half, possibly. Like, there's, I think it's maybe you see it once. But you can, like, ask for spe- special dispensation to, like, have more than one. Um, but there's one, like, in the middle of the Fablemans, and there's one at the end. So, two in that movie. Strange but true. Joe, what's your most on moment? I think, like, okay, so I had two. I had a more general one. Um, and it's just, like, the idea that... Dom would just spend a whole movie trying to get Letty back. That's just like, you know, th- it makes so much sense. But specifically, mm-hmm. something that we see here that isn't something that Dom does, but l- because of later evidence, I think is something Dom would do, Brian driving a minivan to go pick up his son. Isn't that in seven? That's not in this one. It doesn't start like that. No, that's in no. seven. This movie starts with them racing to the birth of his child. Have you seen this movie? Yes, I have seen this movie. I have seen this movie, but I really thought that that happened when I was watching no, it today. Brian is driving the minivan in seven. Okay, then never mind. Let me pick up another Dom moment. <laughs> I feel like I'm going crazy here. I feel like I'm going crazy here. I, I think that the, 
the, the most dumb moment in this movie uh-huh. is him gently trying to remind Letty exactly how she did things, but doing it in a very creepy way by describing her scars to her. Yes, knowing everything about her. Like, knowing everything about her makes sense, but alluding to it in a way that's like, not just being like, hey, we know each other, and like, you might not remember here, but being like, you were with my sister, and like, all this stuff, I I feel like that's that's way more dom feeling. Yeah, that's fair. How about you? What's your favorite dom? What's what's your what's your most dom moment? I have a bunch of Letty moments that I will exempt, but I'll run through very okay. quickly. Please. Uh, needing to be sure that she was, you know, that she's back. And when they be, like talking to Brian in the beginning, playing nice with her when he sees her and she doesn't remember him and like you know wants to kill him or whatever. Oh, knowing everything about her. Catching her in midair on the bridge, obviously. Like, all of those things are very dumb moments. Um, they're all tied in with Letty, though, and I will let that be your thing. So what, what was your other one? Would you have another? What did you, you just no, think of? No, I, I, I was debating on this one because I, I didn't know if it's really, like, if it feels like a dumb moment or not. But him, like, surgically removing the bullet that Letty shoots him with himself because Mia's not there feels very dumb. But also it's like... I feel like Mia should do that. So it's something that makes me instantly think of Dom in this movie, but I don't know if it's a very Dom moment. Do you have like a feeling either way about that? Do you get what I'm trying to say too? Kind of? Like it's something that's distinctly something he would do, but I don't know if that makes it a Dom moment in quotation marks. So it's an association I have, but not something that I think exemplifies his character traits. So it's like the most Toretto, that's the most Toretto moment, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or the most I, I, family moment, yes. Okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't, I can't put, like, a texture on, like, whether or not I think that's the most Dom moment, but if you were, like, you know, what's, like, a very memorable Dom moment in this movie, that's sure. something that's very memorable to me, so I'm like... Yeah, no, I get what, that. I okay. think, I think the big Letty moment, that's not a Letty moment, but the big Letty moment in your sense is just catching her in midair on the bridge, some things you just got to take on faith. I think that's one. I think early on intimidating Brian into being a good father because like, I'll kick your ass if you ain't, like, that's a very dumb moment. Yeah, because that's very familial. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's kind of playful, kind of familial, kind of protective. It's fatherly. I get it. Yeah. I think the most uh, – this is my kind of runner-up. I think it's also more just a Fast and Furious moment, an action movie moment than a Dom moment, but him driving out of the flaming wrecking plane and then walking out of the flames again. Like, that's like he can't be killed. Like, that's a very Dom moment. But what I will say, my final answer Kay. is when Hobbs says to him, name your price, Dom, and he just goes – 1327 it's like oh yeah okay like like the thing that matters most he could have anything he wants in the world and all he wants back is his childhood home like that is but i don't think that i think that to continue on that i think that you're right i don't think that he even wants his childhood home he just wants all of them to be together at this house Mm -hmm. so the symbolism is even greater because he has the house right he just wants to be able to go home he wants like he wants to return to the old life and like a simpler time surrounded by family in a place he loves yeah which i mean well, then stop trying to save the world every two years. You would think. So here's a question for Montez specifically, because I think we've talked about this before. Okay. It's kind of a least Dom moment, maybe. But Montez, what do you think of Dom moving on so quickly from Letty to Elena? 
Elsa Pataki, beautiful, married to Thor in real life. You know, they have sh- the shared history of loss and grief, and they bonded, and they're both beautiful people. But he just, like, Letty just died a couple years ago. I mean, maybe a long time. Who knows? Time is weird in these, in these, in these movies. But he is, like, deeply in love with Elena and then sees Letty back, like, I gotta go see if my girl's back. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think of the whole, this, you, you talk about the first movie a lot as a love triangle. What do you think of this love triangle that Dom has made? And then also, what do you think of him at the end telling Elena, hey, you, you don't have to leave. You can stick around, too. Like, what do you, what do you make of all this, like, harem that he is building? All right. So, first of all, I'm going to get to this other thoughts note that I have here. Her ponytail gives me a headache. It's a very it's tight, too pony. tight. It's a tight pony. It hurts me just to look at it. Uh. I don't know that he moved on so quickly after. I think it's the fact that they both share something that would be hard for them to find in other people, that okay. they have that shared grief. So, it's a sense of deep loss that they both share and understand to the point where they're like, okay, we can help each other feel better. Mm-hmm. And then probably eventually, you know, obviously they fall in love with each other and they understand that, you know, at the time they think, you know, Luddy's dead. So he's moved on with her. And then when he finds out that she potentially is still alive, when Elena tells him, you know, if I if I thought that my husband was going to be alive, I'd go and find him. And kind of just understanding that that's his one true love and that he's got to go see and letting him go like that, I think that's what makes this less of a triangle. And you can see that at the end of the movie when Letty is um, is standing there talking to her. And there's like no... I feel like sometimes you see Letty around other females, especially like in the first movie with mm-hmm. Dom. She's very jealous. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that between the two of them at all. Do you think that this Elena behavior is hashtag relationship goals? Or do you think it's just a dude writing a woman character like, yeah, man, I, if, I, if my love was black, I'd want her to let me go too. Like, is it realistic? Yeah. Which nah. one do you think it is? Fuck no. It ain't realistic. Okay. There's you don't no, think so? There, I don't think there is any way. I mean, like, okay, let me back up. She's probably hurt, but I think she's being the bigger person of just not showing that hurt. That's and fair. It's very fair. She also loves him, so she's letting him go and find what is going to ultimately make him the most happy. So, I mean, okay, I take it back. Yeah, this is probably a little realistic. That's okay. what I was thinking. That's Because I was thinking, like, I've never been in this situation, but if you come together later and both of you had had a previous partner that you, like, really loved, like, you would know this, right? And you'd probably talk about it, and you're right, the shared grief, everything like that. If you had a chance to, like, somehow get back with them, like, I'd have to be like, okay, that's fair. I Like, I was number two anyway. Like, I knew I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like so I would be like, what am I going to do? Be mad at him because, like, somehow his ex-wife is still alive, even though he thought she died brutally and, like, was murdered at the hands of some cartel? Like... I would be like, yeah, man, like, you gotta, we knew this going in, you know? It's it's different than him, like, finding someone new that is yeah. better. So, like, I don't think he's really even, like, scorning Elena. Like, she's no. just, she's just, like, yeah, you you were there, this was great, and for us, but, like, if I had the option, that's why she says it, like, if I had the option, like, and I could get my husband back, like, trust me, I would still be with him. Like, that's 
just how this works. So what do you think of the end, though, when Letty is back and Elena shows up and he's just like, hey, you can stick around, too. Like, not not necessarily implying we could make this all work sexually, but just like, hey, uh, I still kind of love you and I wish you were here, too. Like, what do you what do you make of that? What I make of it is that he. Again, they both lost a very important part of their lives and he got his back and she doesn't have that. And he also has taken himself out of that equation. So she's ultimately just lost someone again. So Ah. inviting her to stay is kind of like saying, hey, I know that you and I made this little family unit together, the two of us. This is my larger family unit. I would like to invite you to come and be a part of this, even if it's not in a romantic sense. So you're on board. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've like talked through this, like I've always perceived it as being... Dom being like, hey, you know, you don't have to go. But at this point, I think that Montez's reasoning is right, actually. And that it is more pure than what we sometimes make it out to be because of the words. Like, I think that he really is like, look, like, you can have a support group here with us. Like, you don't have to leave just because, like, I found Letty again. Like, we're still a family here and we welcome you and you can, like, hang out and, like, be part of the team and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of cute, but I don't know how it would work in practice. There's a difference between being like, oh, you got her back, you're good, and then, like, you got her back and, like, I'm still right next to you. That's That would start to get weird to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they have another... Because I had, I had the moving on from Elena, Letty to Elena so quickly was a least Dom moment, maybe. And then the, the end was a mixed Dom moment. I didn't know which way to go, because I do think that, like, not wanting to break up the family, whatever family that is, is yeah. very Dom, but also, like, hey, man, like, you know, you just got Letty back. Like, let's focus on her. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. How does that How does that work for Letty? Do you think, like, like, how do you think Letty would feel that Dom was like, Elena can stick around? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, do they ever really inter, I mean, they interact briefly at the end here, but like, do they really? Not even, no, not even later. It's weird. And then, you know, Letty raises, uh, well, I won't say that. There's yeah. there's some, there's some heavy lifting that Letty's doing on behalf of Elena, right? So yeah, there is. There definitely is. Montez, what do you think of about Rita Ora in this movie? Do you know Rita Ora? Yeah, I don't even know that I that I recognized her. Rita Ora is the one who starts the race in London. This is London, mm-hmm. baby. Ready, steady, go. Yeah, I didn't even recognize her. Oh yeah, she's wonderful. I I was thinking about this this specifically that we come from Craig Lieberman to now just having some pop star or like some celebrity be the one that starts the race and i was thinking like who can be the next one one so like who would you like to see as the next race starter in 10 if you could pick one oh i don't know but i have i have more things to talk about rita we'll come back to rita no that's fine we'll come back to rita what pop star do i want to see start 10 well no it doesn't need to be a pop but like you know they usually use like some kind of like I mean, the best musician. race starter in this entire franchise is exceedingly handsome guy. Like, him in Tokyo Drift is so fucking cool, man. Yes. Who do I want to see start a race? Because that's, like, a specific, like, you get, like, a musician that doesn't need to really act. They get to do the start start of the race, and then I think to answer the question, I need to know where the race is, because I feel like they pick someone that oh, is true. known for the place. Like, Rita, I think, is Albanian, but she lives in London. She's a very high-profile UK. Yes, yeah girly so we see all the pictures for 10 being in like italy right so just use italy as a 
Is there like a Ferrari descendant still alive? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, Lady Gaga? That would be a really good choice. Although I feel like they would waste her. If, if they have her starting a race and not actually acting in these movies, like, get Gaga in the franchise. What are good we doing? Good point. Come because, on. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's, like, an actual actress. Somebody that I could pick that would be, like... Montez, who, Montez, who would you have for uh, for Italy while Joe thinks? If we were starting a race in Italy, who would, like, get that going? Lightning McQueen? Ka-chow. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would that would work. Um, hmm. I would, you know, what I'd really like to see, that, like now that you said that, and it's kind of something we maybe talked about a little bit before, but I would like to see one of the Ferrari F1 drivers start the race, but like not be announced. You know what I mean? It's so, like you'd recognize him, and he'd just be like, like you know, three, two, one, go, whatever. But it would, you would see it, and you'd, if you knew, you'd be like, oh my god, that's fucking. Uh, well i think it's the, the same thing with like you know the fishermen in tokyo drift being like drifters, yes. right it's just like if you know you know if you don't it's just a guy yeah and they're and they're both of them are really handsome too so it, it'd also it be funny be... to have um adam driver as enzo ferrari start the race oh god <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it's like wait when is this movie happening is that adam driver is that movie out what's going on yeah what is adam driver doing here and why is he just like wow why does he look like Enzo Ferrari, kind of? Yeah. Um, so back to Rita for a second. So number one, I don't know if I've ever said, but at the end of every episode of Who Weekly, every Tuesday episode, they do what's Rita Ora up to? Like they just talk about Rita oh, news. Oh, I was going to ask. Every okay. Yeah. Uh, this, this podcast was not around in 2013, so they would not have covered this. I'm sure they know about this. But the other question, I have a question about Rita, though. She says something about don't bite the bait. Does that mean, like, leave too early? Like, what does that mean? When she's, like, giving warnings, like, you know, this is London, baby. And, like, before she says, ready, steady, go, she says, don't bite the bait. I did not Google this. I can Google it. But do either of you know what that phrase means or what she's alluding to? No, I did not. I just Googled it, but I felt like I knew for some reason that this is more of like an English idiom. I think so, probably. Like, it's like, it's just English parlance to mean something. I don't know what it is, and like, I had never heard it before that. But I feel like I learned somewhere that like, you know, because she does ready, steady, go, don't bite the bait. I think she's just like laying into like the English of it. Well, because someone says on italki.com, someone asks, what does that mean? And Sarah says, I think you're combining two English idioms. Don't bite the hand that feeds you and don't take the bait. And then someone else says, don't bite the bait or don't take the bait means to not accept an obvious lore just as a fisher tries to catch a fish. The bait in this case is perhaps an offhanded comment or gossip, which still doesn't make sense. Don't bite the bait. Yeah, what what would it mean in that context? Don't bite the bait, Rita Ora. But I just, I don't understand. This is, you know, hey man. Sometimes Screen you gotta untie your shoes. Ooh, hold on. Rita Ora's Fast and Furious cameo explained. This is one of those Screen Rant things where, like, the article is, like, 800 words, even though it could be, like, 50 words. Because, like, we need you to scroll. Yes. And it's like, add, 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 add. It's apt, since it basically sums up her entire role. She says that the race between Dom and Letty before counting them down, while the singer does a good job with the role, it's fairly insubstantial in the definition of brief cameo. Rihanna was reportedly considered for the part before being replaced by Aura, though this was never confirmed. Interesting. Following okay. the later entry in the series returning to London, Rita Ora hasn't yet to reappear. It doesn't explain why she is here. I fucking hate Screen Rant, man. <laughs> God damn you. I have no idea. It was just 
total just gibberish. Oh, wait, hold on. On IamTheCoffeeChic.com. But remember, don't bite the bait. Wrong team, bitch. And then Anonymous says, what did the racer girl, Rita Ora, mean by saying, but don't remember, but remember, don't bite the bait before she started the race? People want to know, and nobody has answers. I looked up don't bite the bait, and it was exactly like you said, like, just don't fall for it. But I don't know what that means in the context of, like, those two racing. Like, well, she either. wouldn't know anything about their history. No. And also, their history wouldn't, like, is she implying that Dom's, like, trolling Letty into getting her memory race back into her? So is Rita Ora omniscient in this world? She's a god. She knows everything about everyone? Now that you say that, Rita Ora would play a great oracle in The Matrix. Oracle? Ha ha ha. <laughs> you said it, man. I did. Okay. Do you think your friend Josh Buckley likes this movie because uh, Hobbs talks about catching wolves? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. That's nailed it. That's exactly what it was. Hey, Montez, in this movie, Owen talks about Deckard's love of codes, and he says, my code, precision. If you had a code, or maybe you do have a code, what's your code? Oh. Chaos. Your code is chaos? <laughs> You're just Professor Chaos. You're just butters running around in a costume. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I think we all have seen that from the start of this episode here. You know, that that the chaos was not recorded, so you could have just come in here like a normal human being. <laughs> you keep alluding to the thing that no one's going to know what you talked about. Exactly. It wasn't that chaotic, to be honest. No. It was totally fine. You it tried a new t- laptop, it didn't work, you went to your old laptop. Like, that's the end of the story. <laughs> it feels more chaotic in, the, in my mind. What what word did you just use? What does he describe it as? His, his, it's not a motto. What did he? What's the word that you just used? His credence? Code. Code. His code. Huh. If I had a code, what would it be? Oh, just like kindness. I think kindness would be my code. That okay. Would be it. Yeah, it would be something. It wouldn't be precision or even like revenge or anything like that. I think mine would just be like, you know, be nicer. Like, just leave people alone. Kindness. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Um, Positivity or kindness. I feel like that's kind of on brand for me. I don't know. I, I knew I was asking Montez this question. I didn't have an answer for myself. So Look I, would say, I would say positivity maybe or code. My code is hard work, dedication or motivation. Yeah, yeah, dedication, I think, would be it. If I had to pick one for you, that's what I would pick. Something like that. Not okay. that you're not like kind or nice or positive or whatever, but like I, I would say I'm like more, that. I'm more motivated than kind. You're more dedicated. Yes. Okay. You are. And plus, you know, Carly's got an album called Dedicated, so it's right there, too. Does she? Oh, I didn't even know that. That's cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. Montez, what other notes do you have? Again, you talked about the fact that time is like a a weird flat circle in this this franchise. Yes. I I don't know how long it's been since Brian had this baby, but that is a grown-ass baby. Like, that is... That is someone has one. That is a... You would know. That's a grown-ass baby. That's all I thought was... This has been months now that he's been sitting here hanging out with his family, and then they just come and get him. It didn't feel like months, but that's that's a big-ass baby. Uh, let's see, what else here? How old do you think that baby is? Could you use that baby to, to gauge your time? I feel like that baby's got to be at least seven or eight months. So that actually feels like on brand. It could, this could be seven or eight months. I thought you were yeah. going to say like four. 
No. Okay. <laughs> a baby suit. Okay. Okay. Just a really big seven-month-old baby. Yeah, right? Well, so, so how? what's the time span in which this movie takes place? Because Mia gives birth at the beginning before anything happens. Like, I think like this might span a couple of months. I mean, not seven months, but like it, it, it could span a couple of months. And then maybe they fast forward a couple more months at the end. Like, they have to, like I don't think it's necessarily crazy. It's jarring, but it yeah. might actually work. That's what I was thinking, too. This was never something that, like, for all the time shit that does get fucked up in these movies, the, like, size of the baby going from the beginning to the end of this, I was like, eh, that one, okay. I get it. Yeah. I think I, I think for me it was jarring because, like, when he's sitting with Mia and the baby, okay. and I'm like, oh, like, this, is, this has been a while. But I feel like that's okay, too, that he got to take a break. Yeah, you know? okay. Um, let's see what else do I have here. Um, this fucking runway. World's longest. World's longest runway. Forever. You know people have, like, done the math on it, and it's like, like, if the plane is going at a certain speed, how long the runway has to be for how long the the scene is. What is it, like, how, how many miles is this runway? I think it was, like, 26 or something. I think they figured out. It's, like, it's long. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, It's definitely not... A standard issue runway here. But also, as Joey and I say, like, all these movies, we're seeing each piece of the same scene, which could be happening simultaneously. Yeah. So, like, all the dialogue and stuff could be, like, they're all just yelling at the same time, but you're seeing, like, Brian say it, Roman say it, Letty say it, and it's all just happening at the same time. That'd make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I My last other thought is... Vin Diesel has uh, leveled up, and he is now fireproof. Okay. That's true. So he now has a fireproof ability. My hate section, I literally just wrote, gross, why would his first car be a skyline, Brian? Why? Why would it be gross? At the end when he's uh, talking to his son, Jack, the baby. Why is that gross? Because you wanted him to have American muscle, or it doesn't fit the character or the movie? Just the fact that I would not, I would prefer an American Oh, muscle. we haven't been asking Montez the either or. So I've been forgetting this. Hold on. Oh, we got to go no. back. Because there is a question. There's an American muscler import. Yeah, we had... know the answer to that. We haven't really done this reliably in a long time because like it got too <laughs> long and we haven't done this kind of lap. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We just didn't do it for the last movie. Wait. Yeah. We no. did. We did. We, we did, did. We just recently. This one. Yeah, we just didn't do it for this one. Wow. Okay, so I'm not a total fuck up. Just no, today. no, you you're doing okay. All right, Montez. It, it was our chaotic energy leeching into you. Don't I'm sorry. Yeah, don't take this part. You're you're okay, Joey. We're doing good. We're gonna get to the the question I just brought up in the next one in Tokyo Drift. But okay, the only question for today, Montez, are you a racer or are you a designer? If we're pulling a job, are you out in the field doing the thing or like Ned in Spider Man, are you the man in the chair? I'm the man in the chair. Are you using the first computer you tried tonight or the second computer you tried tonight? The first one because it's faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but we're going to just talk. Or, or am I using the computer that's upstairs and not currently working? Uh, oh, Michael, I'm talking to you now. Fix that shit. Montez is almost with Michael Gallier tonight, by the way. Almost. Speaking of. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, nice. Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Ooh. Party. 
Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, and tonight's guest, Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. That was perfect, dude. You just put that perfectly in there. I really like that. That worked great. Thank you so much. But thank you all. So thank you. Montez was almost with Michael tonight, with Mike, uh, but chose not to. Chose to sit at home and get frustrated at technology. But, you know, who knows? Could have been getting uh, frustrated with technology uh, in another city. Uh, Montez, any other notes? Any other thoughts? Love, hate, questions? Still don't know what's going on with the market. Don't ask. I I wasn't even going to ask. My last note is that I absolutely love... When Tej spits out his drink at the end, that's uh, real. That's that yes. really happened. I, that's I know, a real and I love and it. It gets Rachel every time. Too. I love She's it with so you. much. It, it's so pure. I, it, I just yeah. like the look. Yeah, it, everything about it is incredible. I agree. I'm with you. That's it. That's my last note. Jody, other notes? Um, when I was watching it this time, I think that it's weird, but um, I noticed Letty. Before she gets into her car, she shuts the door on a spiker. So there's just like randomly a spiker in the car in this movie. Spiker's like a, a, a car maker that they were also uh, selling at the Porsche dealership that I spend a lot of time at. And I don't think I've ever noticed the spiker before. And she shuts the door as if she's getting into it, but then just like shuts that guy's door after she collects it's like when dom's watching her and she's like talking to this guy and he like hands her money and then he like walks away she yells and then he hands her more money she like walks over and shuts the door of this car that's not her car for no reason and it's like just a (laughs) one-off car so yeah that that was something i noticed that was weird this time cool fair enough other thoughts other notes not uh, everything else i brought together dom's pets everything yeah, we're good. The most important question of the night, the Dom's yeah. Pets. What would he do? All right, it's time to play this Ain't No 10-Second Race, Ooh. a.k.a. Boy Do We Have a Podcast for You. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. This is where I go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. The Bird app, crumbling before our very eyes, and we try to find people who might be interested in listening to this fine, fine show. So... I'm going to review last episode's picks while you two find or send me tweets. Joe, I found Ritesh at Ritesh Writer. Fast Five to Fast and Furious 6 is basically the raddest live-action superhero team movie to sequel Evolution because it's effectively following the same principles of world-building as doing a Justice League Begins followed by a Justice League vs. Crime Syndicate. I was like... I don't know what this means, but I feel like someone knows. Spot on take, we said. We love it and agree. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nope. Nothing. I also found as a bonus the only Brian Dizyak, who was responding to M, who said, name a movie with an epic car chase scene. And he said, Ronin, to live and die in L.A., Fast Five, and my unproduced 40 years later sequel to Smokey and the Bandit. I took the car chase to a whole new level literally and we said we love all these movies and i've talked about all of them boy do we have a podcast for you and i went over to even for charity i could not get it done joe you found caitlin at just like or just listen kt5 who is going through her ships her stands all of that 
and she found one, or she had a picture of Han and Giselle. We always talk about Tokyo, or as Giselle calls it, Takio. Takio. And we said, we ship them too. We hope they get a spinoff one day. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. And we got nothing. And then Montez finally cracked the glass on the emergency alarm. Every underscore 993 at every 993, the Fast and the Furious 2001 after a good time racing. It's time to escape from the police. And he did a little uh, car, like Hot Wheels car drive around thing. And we just said, boy, do we have a podcast for you. And every liked the tweet responded to the tweet and follow the tweet montez gets 11, 11 points jeez <sighs> big swing montez that's a come up that's a huge come up jeez. all right montez you just sent the one for today please yes. hit us with this tweet at paco kick the taco a fun way to avoid stupid internet discourse is to log off, get stoned, and make someone watch the Fast and the Furious movies for the first time. Mm-hmm. That that, that is literally this, is a this for us. lap. That that's yeah. This is this is the this is our this is our guy. So Montez, or what do you girl. want to say to Paco Taco? I I have nothing witty to say. You guys help me out. I would say something along the lines of like, "Come here, Paco." You're part of the family and you didn't even know it. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Something like that. Like, very, like, what, like, get over here, brother. Get in here. We know you belong. <laughs> All right, come here, Paco. You're part of our hashtag family. You didn't even know it. You belong. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Perfect. Love it. Let's see what happens. Show, hit us with yours, please. Um, Mine is from IB at the... Cicatrist, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. From almost a year ago. Almost a year ago, but it's follow follow along here. Um, it was an announcement of the Fast Saga saying the Fast Fam keeps getting bigger. Welcome, Jason Momoa, and it's a picture of Jason Momoa. He says, since they already done with planes, I think this time they're going with submarines. And Aquaman here wrecks them up. But by the climax, they find out that he is Dom Toretto's pet fish's long-lost half-brother. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I see it. We, what do you we want to say to just... the one random person on Twitter who had the same dumb idea you had? How do you want to respond <laughs> to the one person who also thought, maybe Dom's got a fish? The right, the exact right way. We were, like, we were just talking about Dom Toretto's pet fish, and we agree. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come on, that brain that brain doesn't belong here. That's like, that's exactly, this is get stoned, make him watch Fast and Furious for the first time. What about Dom Toretto's pet fish? The, we found two people that should definitely be listening to us mm -hmm. now i found i had this idea as soon as i heard this news and i think reaction rocket might have tweeted at us too okay but they have canceled plans for wonder woman 3 and okay. so i found yuletide chris vander k at ck vander k someone let vin diesel know that gal gadot may be available for those fast and furious movies after all that's that's true but i they're already shooting this one so like we don't know what Gal is actually doing while shooting this one. I'm saying all we want, all we want, is a Han and Giselle three movie spinoff series. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Look, small ask, just small ask, just like three, 
$300 million budget films. No, no big deal. Hey, Fast man. And, Fast and Furious presents love. <laughs> I like that. Just love. Yeah. No, it would have to be. It would have to be like a less than, and then like have fast written, and then a three, and then and then Vin would have to call it sixteen different titles. Do you know uh, our boy Elon from Twitter.com, aka the Bird App, was trying to spell out the word sex in his car titles? What? Like the Model S, and then the Model X. But they didn't. There was another car company. I think that they had the Model E, so he had to do the Model Three. But the way that they stylized the three is just like three lines. So like he's been spelling out in his Tesla cars, sex. What? <sighs> Second richest Why? man on the planet now. He fell behind the guy from uh, Lockheed or from Philippine Hughes or some some fashion brand. I don't remember, but yeah, cool guy, right? No, it's just like. Why? What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I. I don't know, man. S3X. S3X. Got Fuck him. him. Fuck him. All right. <laughs> the final game. Dude, what's my car? Dude, what's my car? What's your car, dude? So, listeners, we are running low on pictures. We have this one. I think we have two more. It's not you a two more. want to get one in. If you want to get it's one in. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. Because we have this lap. We have Tokyo Drift. Seven, eight, Hobbs, nine. So we, we are going to be three short this lap. And since Montez writes with size 80 font, we need this game I told to this, hit I told this, I, told, I told this joke to Rachel yesterday, <laughs> or like two days ago, and she also really enjoyed it. She, cause she... I have a ton of car pictures that I can share that I took that I had never sent in. Oh. Okay. Okay. Actually, we had a we had a car show here. At your it house? Was, no, and that'd be kind of cool. I know, I know, no. not at your house. Don't don't answer that like <laughs> I was a serious question. No, not at my house. I mean, hey, you know, I could have Team Chaos over here. It, you know what? I could line up all of uh, all of Kiernan's Hot Wheels. Yeah, we had a we had a car show, and we went to a car show, and I took pictures specifically for you guys, and I don't think I ever sent them. So, well, I got gotcha. you. Cool. All right, today is from Lane Middleton, subject line, car. This is from okay. a year ago, October 1, 2021. I will say right now, P.S., there is exactly a 0.1% chance he gets this. Fun. Okay, let's do so it. So Lane says, I'm new and still on lap three, so I'm not sure if you're still doing car picks. Well, we weren't for a while, but now we're doing them again. Yep. These are picks of what the car I had when the first three movies came out. And Ooh. I would have been jacked up after watching each of them in the theater and drove home like a total asshole. Is it a Ford probe? No, but you are... Ford is... It was made by Ford. It's not a Ford, but it is a Ford. Okay. This car is from 1999. I will tell you that. Okay. This car was only made for about three years and helped kill a name... Like, what the car is called, it was like a sort of a, a later incarnation of a thing, and I guess this just either didn't do well or something, who knows, but it helped kill the name of the car and also eventually helped kill the brand altogether. So it's not a Ford, but was made by Ford. Correct. And it was their attempt at doing another type of car. So this doing is, another type? I don't know what that means. I'll explain it when we get there, but it's a okay. white car. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is, this is on uh, 
gtcarlot.com, and it's available for $4,988. Okay. At okay. Shaw Motors, very appropriate. Ah. Montez, I feel like you have not given any clues because I feel like I've blown these up so quickly in the past. So please describe this car to Joe. You already it's white. Okay. It has headlights. Did you describe them? <laughs> Give me like shape, size. They kind of look, um, they kind of look like alien eyes or like bug eyes. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe like, maybe like spider eyes, maybe. Okay. Um, two doors. Is it long? It is long-ish. Monta said two doors. It's an important clue. Okay. The front end is um, kind of like sn- snub nose. It's like short. Yeah, I'm thinking it's like a th- it's like a take on the Thunderbird. I thought the nope, Thunderbird. Nope. But you said it's not a Ford. It was just made by Ford. Correct. And like it kind of killed the Thunderbird name too. Well, it didn't kill the Thunderbird name because it's not a Thunderbird. No, I know, I know that. I'm I'm saying like the Thunderbird kind of killed the thunderbird oh like, gotcha, gotcha you know gotcha, what gotcha. i mean I like mean, all yes, of these yes, clues yes. were pointing to thunderbird in my head but it didn't make sense um is it what other what other manufacturers did ford make cars for or who would steal a ford car huh it wouldn't be like pontiac it's a big name it's a it's a, it's a make and a I don't know if I know the model. But I know it's a, it's a make that I for sure knew. Is it? Um, it's a defunct division of the American automobile automobile manufacturer Ford Motor Company, created in 1938. Was eventually shuttered in 2010. Is it Saturn? Nope. But 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 very 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 close. Mercury. Mercury. Okay. Is it a Sable? Nope. Okay, what did Mercury have that... F- yeah, that makes sense. And just sense. Santa, baby, slip a sable underneath a tree for me. <laughs> yeah, I said sable. I know, that's sable, what I'm just saying. Though. That's what that's... Hey, I okay. said that because you said I know. sable. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, um... <laughs> I feel like you two are in a totally different world tonight, and I am losing my goddamn mind. Well, but it's di- fun! It's on a different harmless. Yeah, this is harmless. Um, okay, fuck. A Mercury... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know what the model is. It, it is... Cougar? Cougar? Cougar. Yes! Got Mercury there. Cougar. I got there right before you were about to spit it out. Good. Okay, cool. Uh, Siri found this on the web. Um, <laughs> nice. I was going to say it's a cat. Yeah, that would have been a good clue. The Mercury Cougar. That is right. Okay, and what was Ford card... What, what Ford car? Ford car was it? Well, the, oh, it was no, no, no. It was trying to do a. It was trying to be an eclipse. It was trying to. It was Ford's taking the eclipse. Oh, they were trying to make. They were trying to eat Mitsubishi, and so they made the Cougar, the Mercury yes. Cougar, and it just flopped. Yeah, they they had Cougars back in the day too that were actually pretty cool. Like Mercury Cougars were like a cool car, but then when they reissued them, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, Mercury's completely dead, huh? That sucks. Yeah, R.I.P. RIP. And also RIP to this episode because we are done. Thank you, I guess, Montez, for <laughs> the weird energy you brought tonight. It was fun. Hey, man, I had a good time. I liked I, it. I agree. But Montez, <laughs> would you like to plug anything? Do you want people to find you? People follow you? What's the coolest toy you bought for your ch- children for Christmas? 
And can your, can your kid tie his shoes yet or no? Also a good question. I almost asked that earlier. Go ahead. No. Answer my, both, please. My man can't even, like, use the bathroom on his own. Oh, poor Bean. Okay. Someday. So- someday. Hopefully soon. I'm getting tired of cleaning up poop. <laughs> uh, coolest, okay. coolest toy that I bought them. Man. That's hard because I just, like, keep you Just up. tell us some toys that you bought them. Any of them. Uh... I bought him some uh, magnet tiles, so like the little magnetic uh, like building blocks. Oh, okay. I think those are cool. Okay. I like to play with them. Some Hot Wheels, obviously. Obviously. A little tiny uh, lift in a garage for his Hot Wheels. Oh, that that's like the coolest toy you yeah. got. That, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Dollar Tree on that one. Yeah, that's literally really fucking awesome. Oh, and I my five month old is getting a Paddington bear. Hell yeah. Awesome. So, All yep, around. Yep. Good mom. Even though you just want to play with their toys. I literally just buy their toys so that I can play with them. That's perfect. Cool. Well, Montez, once again, thank you so much. Yes. And yes. thank you, Lane, for emailing that in. Our next episode, so patrons have a bonus episode this weekend of Better Watch Out, which Montez is also on. Oh, yeah, So yeah, yeah. check that out. And fun movie. Go watch it before yeah, you better listen watch to the out. episode. It's mm-hmm. a great Chris, – it's Christmas-themed, although not themed in Christmas. It's this, themed in Christmas, not Christmas-themed. This is our Christmas week episode, so Merry Christmas to all who celebrate. Next week, we will be back with Riddick to conclude that trilogy, quadrilogy with Nico, and hopefully Keva will be also be here talking yeah. about Riddick from 2013. And then the patrons have another bonus episode, Alex Ellenin's patron pick of Super Fast, the Fast and Furious parody movie. And then oh, after that, yeah. in the new year, we've got Life in the Fast Lane for Too Fast, Too Furious, Minute 80. So a lot of bonus content over at TooFast2Forever.com if you want to do that. Please and thank you. Be like Montez. Give us money and then don't listen to the show. Hey, yeah. that's what, yeah. That's how it works. But thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting. And thank you once again to Miss Montez. And for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Send in those car pictures if you want. Yeah. Send in any notes you want. We'll read it on the next Life in the Fast Lane episode. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store over on TeePublic. And like I said, come back next week for Riddick, which I hope is good. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Montez, and we'll tell you all about it when we see